Welcome back, everybody, to the ALG podcast. By the time you're listening to this, it is Friday afternoon. So happy Friday. Let's get ready for the fucking weekend. I got to sing joined- again. Oh, you're going to sing one it's more time? Friday, Friday, getting Yo, down on Friday. Everybody Dave really wants this to be the theme song. The he really does. Weekend. All right, now we're good. Yeah. All right. That's Dave, everybody. Today, I'm joined by our very, very special guest, someone who I'm really excited to sit down and talk to today. We're joined today by Dusty Lost 300, otherwise known as his real name, Dustin Hall. Dusty, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Happy Flappy Friday to all of you out there. Uh, There we go. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, We've been going back for a while. Hell yeah, we've uh, been going back for a minute. Started, uh, I just got introduced to David, so... Uh, and then we just started, so this is fascinating. <laughs> we, got, we got a little <laughs> bit of everything here. It's going to be real good. And as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, David Roden, otherwise known as Fit underscore D-Rock, and for the remainder of the podcast, he'll probably go by Dave because he'll piss me off at one point or another. <laughs> Dave. So let's just hop on into it. Dusty, you are uh, what some would call an elite. You know, I, I, I've done some talking. I've done my research before, you know, I made a, a major transformation in my life. I may have stumbled across your page once or twice. And uh, as far as the elites go in the uh, Instagram weight loss community, I can say that you're on that Mount Rushmore. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I just I do have to say, because losing three, losing 300 pounds, <laughs> like is, it, it doesn't really matter because you have the blue check mark. So like you could lose three pounds or 300, like it doesn't matter because you have the blue check mark. That's all that matters. Yeah. I, I don't like, I was like, Instagram, can I, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> do I, do I, I don't oh, do I get money now. Got, got, oh, so now when I, cause I, I usually, when I use music and workout videos, uh, I'll message the artist. Hey, I appreciate your music. Hey, I'm posting a video. I have the background and none of them will say anything. What's changed is now the artist will say something back. I'm like, oh, that's cute. You're saying something <laughs> back now. Oh, okay. So yo, the blue check works wonders, man. It uh, yeah, it allows me to use a lot more music on my videos because I like background music. I like to set the tone, set the theme of the the posts and stuff like that. I did one today uh, with me and my wife, and uh, the music just went with it. So uh, I appreciate that part. Uh, that's actually respect because um, so I had I had a past in digital marketing, and I had some friends that had. 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 followers on Instagram. And people don't know that you can't just use people's music in their videos. And I had someone, I had a friend of mine who had 250,000 followers, um, just organic, just through fitness. And she had her whole account taken down because she had used too much on like fake, like other people's music for for years. And they finally were just like, nope, your your account's banned. And you're like, what? Yeah, I have it like and two years ago. Livelihood, that's like, um, so uh, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So is that like a secret backdoor channel that I don't know about? That once you get that blue check, you don't even have to go through the the guidelines, and you're allowed to use whatever music you want as long as you say, "Hey, Ludacris, I'm using your music," and he sees the blue check, he's like, "Ayo, hey, hey." Um, the uh, what what is it? The blue check. You know what it was? I submitted for the blue check mark two times before that and they say it like it's basic stuff just let them know who you are and i kept getting denied and i think the reason for it is you don't have your face in it so i literally submitted a picture of myself doing this and then i put my id with it and somebody oh. in some office in instagram was literally like doo, 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 doo. yeah that's him wow. and uh, it was it was good it was uh 
That's really funny because I attest, like I, I've, I've requested it. I've requested it twice. And I keep attesting it to the fact that my license still has a fat version of myself as the picture. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, you know, who's ever in the Instagram office is like, oh, that fat fuck's not him. What the fuck you is still this? have the you this? still have a fat a, a fat driver's I license? Do. Yeah, I do. It's, really? it's uh, I can't I can't even get into clubs half the time anymore. Like I don't even know why I just don't go take a new picture. Well, COVID COVID kind of stopped me from taking a new picture. Yeah, yeah that actually any, had me. Anyone above uh, six thousand, just from what I've read, it's important to get the check mark because it allows you a better conversation if you're going to work with somebody. So yep. right. there's no doubt in our health community, we're going to work with brands that we like exactly. And enjoy. And they appreciate that check mark. And so mm -hmm. if you're above 6,000, request it and go after it because it's not like it doesn't really get you anything. It doesn't really do anything for you like tangibly. Um, but you get more messages. I know you'll never read this. And it's like, well, why wouldn't I read it? Like, right. I hate those messages. It's kind of like, honestly, it's kind of like publishing my first book. As soon as you I say you're a published I get, author, I get into that. Yeah, I probably need to ask you offline uh, about the book route because I saw that and um, the uh, the the route of what you do with what you've done with losing weight and making it tangibly available to somebody. I'm like, wow, I admire that. Like, I immediately saw the book. I just haven't read it yet. So yeah, that that, that, that but that was the whole thing to me was like, like my story's the same. I've still lost 200 pounds, but now he's a published author. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. my story is the same regardless of this published yeah. book. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? And like, yeah, exactly. It, it, the doors definitely did open after I published the book. And we have to, it, it, especially if you're on Instagram and you're sharing before and afters, I almost think it's not a requirement, but it's almost it's necessary, necessary yeah. because of how many people take the photos and repost it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Dude, and, I'm on so many Herbalife grow. Instagrams. So right? many Herbalife. An account will grow from zero to a hundred thousand within a year just by posting before and afters of accounts that they didn't get authorization from. Yep. And so no wonder why, you know, you guys and we will post before and afters and the, the check mark won't easily come simply because people are taking our photos and reposting it. And so the authenticity of that blue check mark is important and to go after it because someone will realize I never did keto. Right. You know, yeah, I'm on almost every keto page, yet I've never done keto. I've never <laughs> done the 24-hour lose mm -hmm. 80 pounds in 10 seconds. So you need somebody of authenticity to say, hey, I didn't do that and don't do that because that's how I right. got to 500 pounds. I fell for the diet culture of things. Fact. And so uh, I think it's important for, especially if you're posting real stuff. Like this is your before and afters uh uh john jr what, what what do we what do we whatever uh, you want to call me baby whatever you can call me whatever you want jr is that good yeah jr's perfect Jar baby. Jarp's, right way. jarp's journey is don't say jarp's journey actually i'll call i'll end the call now <laughs> your your um lower stomach before and after the the ones that you post at, i'm like are you <laughs> Thank you. Like bro. it's remarkable. I have David. I haven't even gotten to yours. Like I haven't even sat on the couch <laughs> and just scrolled yet. Like I need yeah. to do that. But I'm Jr. We've been. I've been following you for quite some time, and it's yeah. the lower stomach that I'm just like. Thank you. you uh, Thank you. You should see the lower in person, baby. I'll, I'll take well, you on the ride. Hey. Well, I'll oh, take hey the deck. Is deck here, Ladies and gentlemen, so we you know through. we're gonna have a good time today. Dusty is full yeah. of energy. And, and we start off I with Instagram. love energy. Love it. And also, we're going to edit out that bit about how to get a blue check mark because no, that's vital not. information and we could sell that for millions of dollars. Well, we should. Um, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, let's get, to the, let's get to the reason, the meat and potatoes of why people are here. Yeah. Dusty, Dusty lost 300. How the fuck did Dusty lose 300? Actually, and how did you get, get there? Good. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I want to know. How did you get there to 538 pounds? Uh, the yo-yo diet effect. Okay. Uh, and never, never actually dealing with this. Um, mm. And ne ne never dealing with the mental side. Uh, I could lose 10, 20 pounds, but my mind wouldn't lose 10, 20 pounds. I mm -hmm. would get down to a 20 pound loss mark. And then the old me, the way I mentally process, it's almost kind of like uh, my, my mind had a mental pathway of how to process life, process stress, process food. Right. And that process got me to a weight. Hey, I wanted to lose weight. So I want an extreme diet. I, I, did whatever I could to lose as much weight as quick as possible. Never really working mm -hmm. on the mental side, but working on the physical and looking at the physical and losing weight, then gaining it back and understanding that my body for better or for worse is looking out for me in mm -hmm. the sense that if I'm losing 20 pounds real quick, my body's like, Whoa, what are you doing? Right. And so mentally and chemically inside, whatever it was, my body said, okay, you want to lose 20 pounds? Well, I'm going to get you that 20 pounds back and add an extra 10. So that way, if you try to lose weight again, I've got a little bit of a buffer. And so right. 534 pounds was a bad relationship with food, a bad relationship with um, stress and, and emotional eating and going through the motion of the body saying, all right, let me, let me protect myself. And so I have so many times where I went on crash diets and they failed lost a little bit, gained a little bit more, lost a little bit. And it finally yo-yoed all the way up to 534 pounds. And what's uh, your uh, favorite crash diet? I was about, know. I was about to know. I was like, H that was the G. You the did the HCG. No oh, yeah. way. So okay. 10 tops, uh, 10 drops. So I lost 64 pounds and I actually wrote on a map, uh, the daily loss per day. And I was losing fantastic amount of weight. It was 500 calories a day. Yep. And it was 10 HCG drops underneath the tongue. My wife and I did it. And uh, my wife lost hair. Um, I lost a whole bunch of weights. Uh, yeah. And I remember actually looking at the scale at the end of HCG, looking at 304. And that was the first day I could go back to loading or, or go back to eating regular. And I remember standing at the scale, looking at 304 and never seeing the scale ever go lower than that uh, up until, you know, my, my latest journey. So HCG was my, oh man, like I, I 10 drops and I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Cause it's just, cause you're the first, cause I actually researched ACG about, cause I'm, a, I'm fascinated with nutrition plans and I always like, I, the diet word is awful, but I, I, I do get fascinated like on how I'm a science guy. So I'm like, I have a biomed degree. My dad's actually a heart doctor. And so um, how this turned into 410 pounds is fascinating too by itself considering my medical background. And HCG was after I had already lost like 125, 130. I looked into it. I was like, this is fascinating. How does this work? Mm -hmm. And like you research into it. I'm like, well, you're on a 500 calorie caloric deficit a day. So uh, that by itself makes sense. <laughs> and how much did these drops cost? I've always wondered that. So it was $40 for a 30-day supply. Wow. You know, cocaine and hookers was cheaper, right? I wouldn't. Whoa, 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 whoa. $40 for a 30-day that cocaine. 30 days? How long does it last? How long does it last? Uh, it's, it's the 30-day supply. Yeah. $40 uh, no, a saying, month. No, no. I'm saying, okay, $40 a month to lose weight. How long did it take you on the, on the diet? Uh, so I lost a pound a day. So uh, I lost 64 pounds in – oh, no, no. One to two pounds a day. I remember the so it was 34 days and I lost 60 pounds. All right. I take back what I said. Yeah. Hookers and cocaine would have been a lot more fun than taking drops. A lot more fun. 500 definitely not cheaper. 
Yeah, 30, no. yeah, 34 days. And I, I have it on the map and I took a picture of the map of every single day. And I was, I was so proud. In fact, I took a lot of before and afters thinking that was going to be the, I'm going to lose the weights. I'm right. going to lose the weights. And, uh, ooh, oh, I am fascinating off of that. Just a question. Obviously again, like not very healthy, not very, not sustainable at all. But did they, did it actually like help curb appetite? Like they say, like did the HCG actually help with that or no? You, or got, you just white knuckle it. I at first I white knuckled it. It just okay. at first you just gotta the bear yeah. with it. Uh, I had done uh, elongating fasting before, and it okay. was uh, similar to that. So I have, for crash diet purposes, uh, I have gone on a forty day just water fast. You've done forty. Um, yeah. So I did forty. Okay. Now I started off with the good intention. Uh, but it quickly turned into, wow, I'm losing weight pretty quick. Um, yeah. I, I'm just going to stay on this thing. And so it felt very similar that after, I remember after day 17 of the water fast, I didn't feel hungry anymore. I just mm -hmm. didn't care. And this was right after I got married. So mind you, when you get married, you're a little bit busier with your wife. And so I am depleted of energy. <laughs> I've got nothing. And I remember laying in bed every single night, not being able to do much because I've just had, I'm intaking no calories, mm -hmm. but, uh, that was probably the most. My favorite with, uh, was HCG. The most dangerous was that one because I had Taco Bell two days after I uh, <sighs> stepped back into the cycle of food. Oh and my that gosh. is detrimental to, yeah. Yeah, you can die. Easy, yeah. you can yeah. die. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't- It's interesting because like even, because I mean, I, I promote a three to five day water fast once to twice a year. That's, I'm not talking about 10, 15, 30 days. But like there are some good health benefits for a three to five day water fast. As long as your intent is not, hey, I want to lose weight. If your intent is the other scientific stuff based upon it, like cool. But I, I, I will admit I made that mistake one time because I was doing it purely on the intent of like autophagia and these other actions of extended fasting. And I was telling a buddy of mine who's all about Instagramification about it. And sure enough, before I knew it, he was using it and going, I do a three day fast. Then he has McDonald's afterwards. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how this works. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was bad. And that's where I actually, my gout and gout was one of the Ooh. things I dealt with the first, uh, that first hundred pounds of, of my journey this yes. time around was gout to where I would take pain medication just to go to the gym because I knew that if I stopped going to the gym, I would uh, deter my success. And so I had a lot of just bad, how'd you get to 534 pounds? I was, I was just a hot mess of yeah. thinking uh, that water fast for that extended amount of time and getting back into Taco Bell. Like I just had so many misfires that right. uh, if, if you, you look at a drug addict and you can see a physical itch, you can see someone addicted to heroin. You right. can't see, you see them overweight, but I almost looked as a heroin addict looks on the outside is how my mind looked on the inside. Right. I just, it was a hot heaping mess. And so uh, what was, what was your, cause I, I, I love how you just, you, you go just straight diving into the, the diet roller coaster and how, and it eventually turns into a terrible place. Um, and food seemed to be a mechanism for something. So what was it like, uh, it was a dependency for stress. It was a dependency for, I hope this is answering the question. It was, yeah. um, I, I dealt with stress and I had a very high stress towards the, the end of kind of getting up to 534 pounds. I had 
a very stressful job um, and I was dealing with a lot of things from my, my wife lost her dad and, and he was the staple of the family, the staple of the household. And uh, he supported the family and I had to shift roles to be the support for the family to start. We, uh, my wife and I were a year into being married and we moved out of our apartment immediately. Uh, we moved in with the family to be kind of that all around support. And financially I was the support to start with. So that burden of the emotions, the stress, the hurt, the pain, all came out in something that felt good. Mm -hmm. Food felt good, food right. tasted good. And so I can sit, wallow and, and just sit in my isolation mm -hmm. and enjoy that food. And uh, that on top of a whole lifetime of 32 years of bad habits and uh, everything in between, it was just the perfect storm for me to get to the worst point. So food was my uh, getaway. Yeah, that security blanket. I think that that's very, very relatable to a lot of people who are on this journey or, you know, experiencing that struggle. Um, so you said 32 years. So you were a heavy kid. You know, I was you, born 11 pounds, seven ounces, uh, C-section from my mom. Happy Mother's Day, mom, every <laughs> single day. Um, but I was born 11 pounds and I, I always remember being big. I don't remember not being big. And I remember yeah. turning the corner to getting kind of really obese when I broke my leg three times on the same leg, back to back to back. Uh, and it was in different ways every time. Um, I just fell off a bike, broke my leg. Someone pulled me down from some... Um, monkey bars broke it and then another way on a bike i broke it and so i would sit and my mom's cuban she cooks um, my mom uh, my mom's cuban but my grandma and great grandma were alive at that time they babysat me and they cooked authentic cuban food Oof. so the cockroaches in the microwave light <laughs> where you see the time but you also see them crawling that is the authentic <laughs> authenticity of that cuban food was fed to me every night the ice cream man knew me my, my first name i remember even when i was young dragging i had a cast for my broken leg the ice cream man gave me a look because i was dragging my cast along the sidewalk to catch the ice cream truck and I remember making a white like stain on the cement and having a <laughs> hole in the heel of my uh, cast. Just as I was trying to drag myself to the ice cream man. Oh, I had man. the SpongeBob, the um, sh strawberry short. I had like three ice creams and then Cuban food. So uh, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I was the overweight. Uh, oh, look at him. He's fat. I feel you. So it was more of like you walk, walk into a room and it was like the circus animal effect. I feel it like was, we've yeah. all kind of experienced that you know, all eyes on me at all times. And it's not always for the greatest thing, but you know, they're there. And then I feel like you could kind of attest that to why your personality is kind of the way it is. Oh yeah. Uh, very outgoing, very funny. I feel like you and I have a very similar personality. Maybe I curse a little bit more than you do, but we've never hung out, you know, behind closed doors. So I really can't tell you, but I know that I'm a potty mouth and I attest that. <laughs> to just potty mouth. <laughs> I've never actually used that phrase ever in my whole entire life. And I never want to use it again, ever. I didn't even feel good coming out. I just want everyone to know that. I said potty mouth, and I'm like, wow, I hate it. I hate who I am. Respect Grandma. <laughs> I oh, yeah. Uh, humor, deflection all day yeah. long. Uh, uh, de de if, if I can get you to focus on not yeah. how I look, but on what I do, then I will take security in knowing mm -hmm. that you're laughing at me or laughing with, with me or me. laughing at my joke rather than um, – accepting me for who I am. And so I am the manifestation of what I appreciate from humor 
and right. what it brings, laughter, uh, the feel good, the joy, uh, but also the the side of it to where I, I got to this point because it was just, it was deflection. I had yeah. to get your mind off of how I looked because I didn't I love that. like the way I looked my entire life. So um, it's not to say, you know, humor is, oh, okay, you've got to run away from humor as you accept yourself more like, no, I, I, I like, I enjoy making people laugh, but a lot of that foundation started off my entire life from just deflecting. Exactly. No, I, f I feel that. So was there ever a point in time where someone sat you down as a, as a, you know, maybe a young adult or a child that was like, Hey, Dusty, you know, you're, you're a little heavy or, you know, you're kind of husky or you're a little chubby or anything like that. Cause I, yeah. I specifically remember those conversations growing up. Y'all had David. I was about to use the, the, you're fluffy or, or, or damn. <laughs> Yeah, I had these, the statements as, uh, I remember making a video just recapping statements that were made. Um, I remember walking home from middle school and having people yell out of the car, and these were grown adults, uh, lose some weight, fatty. Um, I remember, you know, being in the household and having my sister have a good friend over, and she looking, she's looking at my plate, you, you're going to eat all of that? Like, you're just going to get fatter. And I was like, I didn't serve myself. Like, this yeah. is the food that they gave me. And so it was always, and I mean, elementary school, you've got crushes. And yeah. so you are put in a position to where if you've got a crush on somebody and the immediate inclination is you're overweight, you're embarrassing. Uh, I don't want to be seen with you. Um, there's no, I remember one of the most embarrassing times was in elementary school. I, someone said, you like this girl. And I remember I couldn't change my face quick enough to d say no and, and me fighting saying no 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 the teacher kicked me outside and so i'm looking out the window while my entire table that i was sat, sitting with is all talking about it and walking in sitting down and then knowing that that relationship with that girl that i liked uh, at the time it changed ever since then because she went out of her way to make sure i knew that there was no interest there whatsoever mm -hmm. right and so um th there were many moments where Man, to, to be honest with you, uh, and, and if we're being real deal, this is something yeah. that I haven't shared uh, before, but I, I, in middle school, I have someone publicly in a class full of maybe 40 people and the teacher, uh, teacher, is it true? And I'm the only overweight person in the classroom. Is it true that, you know, people who are overweight uh, tend to have uh, small penises? Stop it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm the only big guy in the room and two or three people look at me. And the teacher, the teacher is, stumbles, delays the, the uh, well, uh, uh, and so I'm, excuse me, <laughs> are, we, are we in show and tell? I mean, you, what? what? Um, but just having a moment like that to where, mm -hmm. like, it's being audibly said that any way that someone could call out or point out my weight and what it potentially could lead to or what this and what that uh it was out there um right. yeah it, no it one was protects the fat kid uh, huh? no one ever protects the fat no one kid. no oh, it, yeah. that it is a it is a rare that is that is true it is a rare yeah. case where that happens yeah, yeah, yeah on our last show i was actually i was telling david and and our and our last guest a story about my gym teacher in middle school well, I used to have to take gym class. I used to have to write book reports instead of doing gym because I was like a health liability or whatever. And my gym teacher looks at me and she goes, don't you ever want to have sex one day? And I was like, well, what the fuck do you mean, Miss Campbell? And she was like, you know, how, how do you expect to like, you know, hump and thrust if you're so big? 
I swear to God, I didn't even know what to say at that point. I, I was just like, you, you fucking win. You, you got it. You, <laughs> you got wow. me. It's, yeah. it's so interesting that front too. Cause it's like, we all have those stories. I mean, my, I mean, we're, we're playing a story. We'll play the little story circle here. Yeah. My, my senior year of high school, I'm 400 pounds. And I would like, I, in our, in our high school district, we had three high schools between the three high schools. We had 4,000 kids because you're the funny fat guy. I was, this is not even trying to be like, I, I was the most well-known kid in the entire school district. Like I had over 500, almost a thousand people at my um, graduation party that I had with a buddy of mine. And we're at this, we're at the, uh, we're at the basketball semifinals against East Grand Rapids. And we hate East Grand Rapids. Why? Because they're the rich school, they're the richest school, pompous. They're just arrogant people. I, I love EGR. A lot of arrogant people in EGR. And there was this guy who was on the EGR um, uh, parents area cussing at our coach, like saying, fuck you, Harvey. And like cussing at the players, cussing at the refs. This is a high school basketball game. Like you would expect someone to do something, nothing. So I took it on myself. I walked over there from the student section. I go up to this guy and I go, hey, can you I, respectfully, can you stop badgering our, our players like that and coach? It's just not respectful. Like, I'm not kidding. You. I said it like that. Smooth as can be. Just, just, Hey, it's, it's, it's not acceptable. He looks at me and he goes, shut up fat ass. The best part about it. Number one, this guy's in his fifties. Number two, he's sitting next to another 400 pound dude. And so of course I look at the other 400 pound dude and I go, do you find it interesting that he used my weight as a, as a discrediting of, of him being an asshole? And the fat guy's like, don't bring me into this. <laughs> I love when smart and, people argue discrediting. <laughs> I would never say discrediting in an argument. And uh, oh my gosh, it was, it was an event. But it, it is fascinating how even like in your 40s and 50s, people, these adults can be children. Yeah, just, yeah. just children. But yeah. so before we move on and before, you know, because I, 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 I definitely want to know where it started, how you began, the whole spiel. But before we really get to that, I really need to know some of those top meals that your grandma used to make you, those Cuban meals that you were eating back in the day. Baby, baby, baby. Yeah, um, I need that. I need the visual. Who had some breaded steak. So this was the oil that stayed in the same uh, cast iron pan. The cast iron pan wasn't washed. If right, you don't ever. Wash, no, you, no, no, no. <laughs> Sitting in the same oil for five or six days and she's breading it herself. She's got the thin steak, and she, as soon as you dip it in, you hear the, the, just the real deep pops. Mm. That, just, it, that that oil's been sitting, and it's gooey, and when mm. it pops, it's got the pop. Mm. Um, and so you've got the breaded steak. Uh, she did the um, papas, which she would get little, um, this, this uh, like ground beef, um, this soiled seasoned uh, beef, roll it in some uh, mashed potatoes, Ooh. and then dip that in the same oil. So I think it was croquetas or uh, papas. And then she had the croquetas. A uh, big thing she always had was the, um, the Cuban rice. So you had the rice, you had the bits of egg, bits of uh, bacon in there, little bits of, um, what am I thinking of? The green vegetable, celery. Uh, the green vegetable. What's that vegetable? What, what, <laughs> it's green. Um, so she had a big thing of that. Um, Oh boy, what was the other one? That was it, always Cuban coffee. Um, uh -huh. so we always had Cuban coffee going. So those were the main three: the the breaded yeah. steak, the uh, the papas, and the rice. And it was just um, 
well, what is, I, I forgot it now, but uh, that tiene comer, as she would always say. And are you hungry? And yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, grandma. <laughs> yeah. So that, I, I think I really pulled a Kevin Malone and had first breakfast, second breakfast, yes. first lunch, uh, and then went into fourth dinner. And yeah, it was just, I was constantly eating with the ice cream, no physical activity. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in um, Southern California, Inglewood. So there was no going outside. Mm. Uh, there was drive-by shootings every other night. So there, there wasn't, you know, hey, let's go play outside and kick the ball around. No, duck your head, don't get shot and eat. Okay, um, I'll eat. And, well, there's another, another contributing factor. You know you're just making yourself a bigger target, right? True. <laughs> Slower, too. Can't no, actually, they did a uh, – they did – who did it? Was it uh, Mythbusters? Uh, they did it where if you – okay, they did a – they took a, a pig fat and yeah. they tested how many inches thick pig fat had to be before it stopped a bullet. So if you weighed over, it was like 920 pounds in belly fat and like a fat of a person, you would stop a bullet before it got, like it would stop a nine mil before it got to your organs. So if you weighed more than 900 pounds, you could stop a bullet. All right. So, yeah. Dusty was not 900 pounds though. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been brutal. 11 years old, 900 pounds. Yeah. Woo. DLC. Yeah, you would have that verification LC. fag way before. You would have been verified. At 11 years old, yeah. <laughs> I would have been on a bunch of TV shows about what went wrong with this boy. <laughs> I love right. it just the fact that, that your story is very simple. Like, there's no – the reason why I say that is, like, there's no – I love when there's stories that don't have massive contributing factors. Like, you just – yeah, I just – was at home a lot. My, my, my family fed me a lot. I went on this roller coaster. It wasn't like I had some catastrophic event. It wasn't like I had some uh, whatever. It was just, Hey, it, it was life. And it was a bad, it was just a sequence of bad events that I just, yeah. that's it. And there's uh, you can, um, you can point to catastrophic, uh, catastrophic events that you see and hear about like, Oh, the, I lost my, this person, I lost mm -hmm. this, and you can contribute to that. A lot of stuff uh, happened internally, and mm -hmm. a lot of the rejection that happens as a kid, a lot right. of the, why are they weighing people in fifth grade and telling the whole class what their weight is? Right. You have so many of these moments that just build, and when you get to 534 pounds, you feel like it's impossible, you're drowning, there's no mm -hmm. hope, and it, what keeps me going is that I, I feel like I got a life raft. And I'm above water and I'm breathing. And um, a lot of what sharing on Instagram is for all of us is mm -hmm. we found the buoy and we're screaming as top of, as loud as we can. Listen, at the end of the day, we don't have to share shirtless photos. We don't have to share before and afters. You don't have to know about my personal life. Right. But we found a buoy and we're screaming as hard as we can with our pictures before and afters and everything in between. Fuck that, it. Hey, like, hold on a little bit longer. That buoy's mm -hmm. coming. And it, the, the contributing factors uh, that led up to it got me to my top weight, but the uh, big events now I would say are a part of what this community uh, on social media in general has helped kind of lead us to. And that, that's why it's so important that all of us, including a lot of other um, prominent people are sharing your story because uh, it doesn't have to be that big catastrophic events no. to lead us there. You can have small things that just ingrain themselves and get you to a top weight. Yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I feel like there always comes a time 
in, in our lives, those of us that, you know, we're always kind of morbidly obese as children, where we kind of learn to accept that we're the fat kid, um, that we, you know, it's, it's blatantly obvious to us. It gets to the point where it's like, everyone around us has called us fat so many times that we're beating them to the punchline, not in a, in a humorous way, but just like, I already know what you're going to say. So I'm going to take the ammo out of your gun and that's it. You can't shoot me. You're, you're done here. It's, it's over. Did you have that? Do you remember, you know, just automatically just a, a time of your life where you were just like, fuck it. I know I'm the fat kid. Like, can you, do you have anything else that you could say about me? Yeah. Um, Ooh. If you're waiting, I got a story that can kind of put it forward. Yeah, if you're, when, if you're when thinking you put about it like it. that, it feels like I, I, I feel like I've never seen it like that before because it, it makes me think that I willingly abused myself more right. by just taking it and internalizing it. Like, right. I don't remember the moment like, hey, I'm the fat guy. I might have had those moments, but I feel like I connect with the person that I was before to where I would just let them laugh and just take it. Yeah, see, mine was my my freshman year of college. This, this is where I knew I was just owning it. I would just was like, hey, I'm going to own this. I had my freshman year of college in my first day. Uh, my roommates, were, we were all blind. We'd never met each other before. And we're in our dorm room. And I was like, you guys want to see a magic trick? And they were like, sure. And I had my, my buddy Troy. He still brings the story up to, to this day. Troy was a marathon runner. And then he got me. It was just hysterical. Um, and I put his cell phone on the edge of the desk and I whip up my shirt without touching my tit, I'd flick it up, grab the cell phone with under my tit, pull out, drop my shirt and walk away. And his boob, it, my, his cell phone was underneath my boob and I just walk away. That's, I would own it. Cause it was like, I'm just gonna, if I'm gonna be the fat guy, I'm gonna be the funny fat guy. And I'm just gonna do stupid shit. And that, that was, yeah, that was, is, watch out. Just, yeah. This is why David's Grand Rapids most eligible bachelor, everyone. Right there. And, and see, now that you say, now that you say that, uh, I, w you know, I would have moments to where, uh, hey, have you guys ever seen how many things I can hold under underneath my Dunlap? Yeah. Uh, let, mm -hmm. let me see the remote control. Boom. I remember fitting like five or six controls. We, I don't know why we have five or six controls. <laughs> All right, guys, we got five fans. Oh man, we need controls for everything. I don't know. Yeah. Like I hit everything. I remember putting a book, uh, a couple changers. And then I would do a bounce up and down and everything would just fall out. So yeah, I, um, I have plenty of, uh, look what I can do. Yeah. So what was that first diet you went on ever where you finally were just like, all right, we're going to try it. We're going to, we're going to do something. Slim fast. Of course. Steaks. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, How old were you? I'm drinking slim fast while eating whatever I'm still eating now. <laughs> But Slim Fast is going to do something in there. I need right. you to get in there and get to work. Yeah. And gained a little bit of weight from Slim Fast. <laughs> those are calorie dense. Yeah, man. And so I'm eating like normal. And then I'm getting liquid density of calories. Mm. Woo! But it's oh, okay, Mom. Man. I'm doing Slim Fast. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So I, I think Slim Fast attributed to one of my chins. Just Slim yes. By the way, I want to talk about your chins later. Because you're the only former fat guy I know that does not have the turkey neck. And I want to know how. Oh, he's oh. that lean. No, no, that does not count, dude. I don't even want to. I could take mine and, and look at that for everyone to see right here. Do you do these? I call those man kegels, by the way. I call them mouth kegels. I know that's probably not the most appropriate thing to say. No, you got the jawser sizer. What's the little thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of do some of those. And then I, I make my, my skin med taut and I just kind of keep chewing. Yeah, oh. now, now keep chewing. Chew, chew. There you go. Put your head up a little bit more. There it is. 
diet. Rough, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a workout. It's, it's good. All right, so you start, you started with the, the slim fast shakes. Obviously, you saw, hey, I'm probably eating, you know, twice as much calories as I was already kind of consuming. Um, what kind of made you end that? Was it just a logical, like, hey, stop doing this? Or was it like... I don't want to drink this, like, <laughs> yeah. choppy, bored-tasting drink. No, like I'll just eat regular. Like, yeah, I'm not losing any weight. No, this, no, yeah. So, I like nothing happened after the first week. So, I was like, well, these don't work, right? And then, where did we go from there? We, we, we went back down the rabbit hole and we ate like we did, or we tried something else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to town. We were like, all right, (laughs) I missed two weeks of just going to town. And so, I'm going to go to retown the town and double town. town. How many, how many fad? roller coasters did you get like if, if you were to put a number to it from your over 30 over 30 yes yeah because you, okay. you're talking about metafast weight watchers atkins a get form it. of atkins um a form of um the south beach diet the north beach diet um the pills the wa- i took water pills um what did I, there was a sprinkle. I did, there was a sprinkle and I don't remember it, There's but you a, sprinkle it. Oh, you sprinkle something on the food. Yeah, something, I know what you were was, talking yeah, about. It yeah, it was like high school. You sprinkle stuff and it's uh-huh. like a miracle powder. It makes you feel fuller faster. Yes, yes. Like and it had mad fiber powder. on it. Yep. Like, Come on. I remember that, remember that one. Uh, I remember one. Uh, cellophane. I wasn't really a diet, but um, I would wrap my whole oh, body. Oh, it works in the cellophane one? And I would just sit there and let the water drip out. Um, whenever I would walk around the house, I would wear that wax jumpsuit. Mm. Um, gosh, now now I'm I'm having to think back. Did you do like the 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 soup and grapefruit diet? That was a fun one. That one was miserable. Yeah, ooh, what, I mean the cabbage and grapefruit was a cabbage. Oh cab- no, I I remember a soup and grapefruit one. Was it was just like one. plain. It was that plain. Uh, Chicken broth that used to come in the fucking the cardboard box, and you could only drink the broth, and you're allowed like bone broth. Uh, yeah, and then you're allowed like half a fucking grapefruit, and that was it. Mm. And you're good to go. And, and I was good not to good go. to go. It was not. Yeah. I passed by a Taco Bell, and I was like, I need a cheesy gordita crunch. And, and it's what's fascinating it. though, too, because I will I will go full circle here, and this is like going through every everything you just said: Weight Watchers, Adkins, pseudo Adkins, pseudo this, this off of this. What's fascinating to me is there are success stories and sustainability stories in all of those. Now, more, some more than others, yeah. but it's fascinating. And that's where like, I, I love how you keep on going to the, the mental shift of things because it's the same thing with me where it's just like, it, it, I don't believe in a one size fits all plan. Like, and the, the mental shift is way more pivotal than the, than the system you use to live a healthy yeah. lifestyle. Um, but I, I love how you just kept on saying all those because there are phenomenal weight, weight watcher stories. There are phenomenal, uh, South Beach stories. There are phenomenal Atkins stories. There are fun. And it's fascinating how, how some people do it and some people don't and where, where the, the rubber meets the road and what, what's your change? What's your, what's your story for the, the, the sequence? Cause I think that's what creates connection and understanding is because most people know that so much. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, so finding I'm, out what works for you. And it's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not that I didn't count calories before. Um, it's just, uh, I, I was working off of, and this is the danger of the, the keto pages taking our photos and reposting it is I was working off someone else's diet. That person did that diet. I have right. to do that. And I think you mm-hmm. had uh, McKenna recently on there. Yes. On uh-huh. here. 
Yep. And she, I think she went keto uh, until she mm-hmm. found out that she had celiac and she yeah. went to a vegan based diet. Like I love her story because it's, well, keto, keto, uh, we've got to do keto. And for some keto doesn't work no. long term. It's not sustainable. Can you do what you're doing five years from now? Because at the end of the day, if you can't do it five years from now, whenever you can do it till that person is going to remind you of how you got up to your top weight and those tendencies of getting you to your top weight are going to happen again. It's not going to go away. So finding what works for you, Weight Watchers could work for you. I've seen plenty of people on it and do great. Keto could work for you. Whatever works for you, you've got to find that. And that's the tough part. Everyone wants to reach out and message. Well, what did you do? How did you do it? We've said this three three in a row. Yeah, we just said this the last episode. Actually, we were discussing, you know, uh, the 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 common the, the the common variable of getting that DM and it always being, well, what did you do? I want to know exactly what you did, how you ate, when you ate, what you did, when you wake up, when you brush your teeth, you know, all that. Like, and I can't give that to somebody. You know, it's like it's just very. It's not selfish. I'm not being selfish at all, and I'm not. There's not like a book that's going to come out afterward to be like, hey, but if you want to know, you can buy my book right now, and I'll totally hook you up. It's not like that. It's my body is different than your body. The chemistry is it's science. David's the science guy and he'll explain it. I don't have time for that, but I'm just going to let you know if you ate like I did, you're probably not going to have success and we have to find it. So that brings me to actually the very pivotal question of how did you find what worked for you? Um, So at the very, at my top weight, I had some issues that I've been transparent about now. I wasn't, you know, to be honest, I wasn't planning on being that transparent recently, uh, talking about my self hygiene problems where I couldn't shower correctly, that I had to have help. Uh, I'm grateful I was married, to be honest, Mm -hmm. and full transparency. I'm glad I I had a wife that was supporting uh, somebody who couldn't properly bathe themselves. And she was there for me. Um, I couldn't use the, I, I remember going to Magic Mountain um, in uh, Southern California and going, uh, trying to get on the roller coasters is not working, going to the restroom. Now, if you're in Southern California, you know that there's a Chevron station right outside Six Flags and that Chevron station has tile, uh, built, um, restrooms, but they are so small that if you're someone who was my size, you can't lean. You pretty much have to sit Mm, and do this. You can't lean, you can't do anything. So I remember, using the restroom, not being able to clean myself, putting on my clothes, getting in the car and going a mile down the road, not clean and going to a restroom that was open enough that I could wipe. So I had clear indications that there was a problem. I'm gasping for air in the middle of the night. I'm, this is the sound that is synonymous for like sleep apnea or so I didn't, I didn't go after the diagnosis of it because I didn't want something to tell me that I needed to lose weight. I was in denial in full, right. full form. I, I didn't want to hear that. So I would ho- take a breath in while I'm sleeping and let it out. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so my wife would always record me in that sound because it sounded like the ring. Uh, at the, <laughs> the ring. And so I was uh, to understand now that my body was taking in oxygen, trying to survive, trying to live while I was slowly letting it out just to retain oxygen. So at the peak of all that, finally, I'm going to die. Um, I, I talked to my doctor and I started my journey July of 2016 with the bypass uh, at the recommendation of my doctor. And um, I was scared because I've heard the surgery. They're, they're going to chop you up. They're going to mm-hmm. do this. They're going to do that. Uh, and I had weighed that out with my doctor. And my doctor was very adamant that, 
Um, I don't know if I'm going to see you in six months. And so something has to change. And prior to that, he actually put me on a doctor monitored Metafast program. Right. And um, the Metafast program was something that I was monitored, but I wasn't even successful at that because I went on his plan, but food addiction stepped in. Right. I went on the plan and I didn't see results because of thyroid problems. I didn't see a lot of what they were expecting to see. And so that final conversation was, um, this is going to be the best option for you. And so I started the journey thinking the surgery is going to take care of this. The surgery is going to do something for this. And um, I started my journey in July, 2016, but I would dare say that my real journey started about four months in, four months in when when it was, oh, um, I still have hunger. Right. Oh, I have to work out. I oh, can attest to this. Have to, well, what do I do with these emotions? What do I do with this stress? I, I need to isolate myself based on what's happening at work right now. What am I isolating myself with? Right. And so the, that, that's why, honestly, and I, I commend those that shared their journey from the beginning shared their surgery date, shared the start of keto, paleo, whatever diet shared and are sharing in between because I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't do because I was such an emotional, when I talked about earlier, the uh, outward looking heroin addicts and how that was inwardly my mind, I was in full form emotional breakdown, uh, it, real housewives of my mind, um, yeah. dramatic. I was breaking down, running to other rooms, getting emotional, um, having outbursts. I, I was, it, it was, I was manifesting all that I had let dealt, dwelt, um, the statements as a child, all that stuff come to a head to where, uh, I, I have to do something about it. I'm going to die. Yeah. Uh, and so my, my journey started with the bypass, but I quickly learned that it didn't do anything for the food addiction, didn't do anything for Correct. My food dependency didn't get me up to go work out. In fact, my doc was like, listen, this is going to work for you. This is going to work and, and help aid the start of it. But just to let you know, your body regulates. Your body yes. gets used to things. Just like you go work out for six weeks doing the same workout, your body gets used to it. It's easy. Your body's going to regulate. So if you don't catch up on how your mind processes food, your body's going to catch right back up to where you were. And so um, it, was, it was almost like that... If I've got to do something this serious, um, I've got to I've got to change things. And and I guess I'll end with this. I made a promise as I was getting wheeled back into the doctor's uh, office. I made a promise to my wife. I said, "Honey, um, this is a risk, and I'm getting surgery. I'm potentially threatening my life right now. If I do this." And I remember looking at her in the eye, being in the gown. I was naked underneath the gown. They had just wiped me down with the sanitation. I looked at her. I said, "If I do this." Um, I, I'm, I'm really doing this and I, I'm not going back and yep. I, I can't, I can't go back. And so that's, that's really where it started for me. That, that promise to her. Man, I, I can feel that so way, like so much and very similar to, to myself. What I find very funny is, um, so like the, the surgery is not a one size fit all type of scenario for those that really don't know. So just, just to put it in perspective for you, Dusty got his surgery five months before me. You said you had it July, 2016. Yeah. Okay. So I had mine November, 2016 and you had bypass, right? Mm -hmm. I had the sleeve. You were only 20 pounds heavier than me. That's it. And my doctor told me oh, wow. that, that I needed that, you know, sleeve would be fine for me. And you know, that's what, cause I, I went in with the full intention of, you know, already telling myself, Hey, they're going to tell you you're going to need bypass. Like, 
that's that's what is going to happen now. And he was just like, no, you can, you know, the sleeve will be fine. You know, everything will work out. Um, and, you know, for those that don't know, the, different, the only difference between the sleeve and the bypass is the sleeve, my stomach is shaped like a banana. His is kind of shaped like a golf ball. And that's, a, that, you know, that's really all it is. I think they reattach your big intestine somewhere, right? They, 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 they do yeah, a little. My, my absorbency is uh, different as far as, um, that, that's, I think that's why I've got to take vitamins or had to commit to take vitamins for yeah. my life is because of the absorbency. Right. But, um, yeah, talk to the doc that the there's uh, there's differences, but there's a lot of similarities with it. Right. And, um, yeah. So you're a while out like myself. Would you say you're you're would you say that you could almost eat as much as you could at 500 pounds now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Easy. Cool. Easy. I can without go to a Costco doubt. and get a whole tub of mangoes. And go through the whole thing. Easy. Right. Easy. Okay. Cool. Because I need I I want more people to know that and to hear that that it's not gonna stay itty bitty. You know, polka dot bikini forever. It's not. That's just not how it is. The stomach will stretch. It'll go back. That's why there's you, revision surgery. Uh, right. Surgery is so common now. Is that this? You start with the sleeve realize that oh that you can you can get right back to the same size and yes. revision surgeries happen because it's it wasn't tackled um properly properly yeah. and so yeah. you've got to make a revision on the on the mental aspect of it and now you said something before also that kind of tickled my fancy a little bit um you said that the surgery kind of didn't really help up here you know it was more the physical thing and it's funny because i tell people that my surgery actually helped me fix up here and helped me defeat a lot of the food addiction that I had because I allowed the restriction to be restriction at first. And then I kind of had that one-on-one. -on -one. I looked myself in the mirror and I said, Hey, listen, fatty, we're done. Like, that's yeah. it. You can't do it. And if you got, if you're going to do it, you're going to have revision. And do you want to do this again? And, but it's just, it's, it's, it's very, um, humbling is probably not the word, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's very humbling to me to know that there is the other side of every coin. You know what I mean? And you're, you're the success story of the bypass and you're not somebody that had the by the bypass and turns around and said, Oh, you know what? It fixed me soup to nuts guys. Like my brain's good. My body's good. Everything where my dick looks great. It's everything's perfect. Like it, it's not like that. You know, you had to, you had to hit the pavement. You had to relearn. You had to teach yourself how to eat again. You had to know why these foods are reacting this way in your body and what your addictions are. You know, you said something earlier. Um, you, 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 you kind of compared, uh, your old self, that food addict self to, to like a heroin addict. Right. And, you know, I kind of say something very similar to, to people around me too. I was like a drug addict. And what a lot of people don't realize, especially us that are obese, we're obese, you know, in that realm, your body can't tell the difference between cocaine and sugar, which is my favorite scientific fact of the world. So I'm the science guy. I'm David. And I'm here oh to tell you gosh. your body. I'm so proud your, of you. Your body eats sugar and it thinks it's cocaine, which is my favorite fact in the world because it really does. It really does. And you really are addicted to food. So let's, let's just all imagine now in, in a perfect world where society treated food addiction the same way it did drug addiction, right? Food, I mean, drug addiction is now a disease, okay? It's food not addiction's worse though than drug addiction. I a thousand percent agree. I think that it, it's way worse. You can but, leave drugs behind. You can't leave food behind. But do you want to know? And this is just me being a little fucking weird and kind of maybe a little bit conspiracy theorist here, but it's my podcast and uh -oh. I can say what I want. Uh -oh. Do you want no, to know? No, yeah. Hey, relax there. Calm down, buddy. No, it's it's getting to a good point. <laughs> do you want to know why they don't treat it the same way? 
because the government can't make money off the drugs you're buying on the street, but they can make money off the food you're buying at Taco Bell. And that's why. And the milk, <laughs> the milk companies, you know, the milk companies got milk. Those posters, they meant shit growing up. I don't care. I'm still mad that they had Michael Jordan in my cafeteria with a milk mustache trying to tell me to drink chocolate milk with a cheeseburger. There is something wrong if you're eating, if you're drinking a <laughs> chocolate milk with a fucking Yeah, 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 money, yeah, money is the, um, oh, 100%. money is the cause. Yeah, absolutely money is the cause. And, and the food addiction side, like it's, uh, it, it's not going to, um, I lost my train of thought because your point was so darn good. Oh, thank you. Talking about Michael Jordan with the the milk mustache. The mix, oh yeah, the milk mustache. Yeah, that's right. Um, I just yeah, it, there's no money in people taking care of themselves. The, right. the diet and, and weight loss community. There's yeah. money there, and so yeah. if we can get if we can condition. Honestly, there's even good-hearted shows that show transformational weight loss in a program, and and like, hey, look, this person lost this amount, and they'll go through the whole season and go through the weeks. You're you're trying to tell me subconsciously that in 18 weeks i could look like that and we oh, don't realize I hate what extreme weight loss or not. it does like that subconsciously says man it can happen that quick and it's that's like why no. i don't watch those shows yeah. that's why well, i never liked those shows i i absolutely despised um biggest loser biggest hated loser it. hated it it's because it's so bad like oh Setting my gosh for a, a, a improper timeline absolute so failure that's that when we talk to mental health and the addiction and dealing with that it's understanding what subconsciously you're telling yourself without right. realizing it that causes mm -hmm. you to fail mm -hmm. like calling for me calling something a cheat meal it's like i'm calling something a cheat meal i'm saying that the other side of that cheat that relief is torture Right. So of course, when we're going back to our diets, we're, we're feeling so restricted and torturous that we step off any diet that we go on because yep. we are subconsciously setting a standard that a diet is torture and that a cheat meal is yep. relief. And I can live my whole life with the cheat torture. And a diet. Cheat. Yep. You are literally like my twin. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't it's great. Tortured my whole life. Like, so no I thing. call it, I call it celebration meals. I call, yeah. them, I call them treat meals. They're treats. Well, treats. Got time for that. Like I can have mangoes in the full extent of mangoes. Oh yeah. And balance that out. And it, what is, Oh, there's a big difference between calling it a cheat and balance subconsciously for me. 100%. I have it because it balances what I relatively stick to according to plan. And I, I've just, I've found a balance. We would talk about what works for you, what works for them. You've yeah. got to find out what works for you because mangoes might not work for you. Yeah. Someone posted about getting mangoes. I'm like, all right, you go get mangoes. <laughs> but if those mangoes are leading you down something else, you better watch out because yeah. there's a lot of carbs and sugars in those. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. interesting because I'll do the quick synopsis because we've talked about in the past on, on previous episodes. I call the health of America and pretty much the world, but primarily America is the triad. It's the perfect storm. You got number one, you got doctors that are, are not trained in the psychological and the nutritional understanding of life. They're just not. They're trained in pharmaceutical and emergent care. That's what they're taught. They're not, they're not taught just healthy life. That's just not what they, they, if that were true, then why are 30 plus percent of all doctors overweight or obese? Right. Like it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Good. So number two is the pharmaceutical industry. It's a shysty, manipulative, get you on every, every day, every week, every year game. Yeah. And then finally, it's the last part of the triad that no one wants to talk about. Everyone wants to blame the first two, but no one wants to talk about the last one, which is personal accountability. Right. And it's like, 
you think about it from my dad's perspective, being a cardiologist, he's got a guy in there who's 410 pounds, who's a smoker. And he's like, all right, he's not stopped smoking. He won't stop eating. So I'm at least going to put him on a statin. So hopefully he doesn't have a heart attack. And so it's like, what are you going to do? And so I, that's how I always explain it with the general wealth, general health of, of Americans is this perfect triad right now. Yeah. Right. Right. And we, we are the guinea pigs. We are the victims. And, and that's where, uh, that, that's a big kind of drive for me now. Like, I don't want to be the victim of what your plan is. Like, I want to control yeah. the narrative. I'm going to control uh, how this goes. And for so long, I was controlled by emotions, controlled by stress, controlled by the industry. And I'm just, I had to take that aggressive approach and say, no, like what your, what your plan for me is, no, I'm going to write this because I get this life once. That's it. That's all. I'm uniquely designed. No one else has got my fingerprint. And by me saying that means I get to live this unique life the way I want to and the way I intend to. And I intend to live in a way that I can go to a clothing store and dress into something that I want to dress. I want to go on a roller coaster. I want to go walk up a hill and, and not yeah. be out of breath. I control the narrative and the, the, the triad is like, um, you can be a victim of the triad or you can say, you know what? No, like I control this narrative. I, I'm not I, going to be controlled. I agree. One thing I would love to hear, cause off of that, off of that whole point, you, you, you jabbed at it. I'd be intrigued to know the details. Cause again, I think one of the things that's so important with people's stories is the more stories, the more it contributes. To, oh, wow. He's from, uh, wait, you're from Inglewood. I'm from Inglewood. Oh, he's just like me. And you start to find some, some connections. Right. You made that jab at um, having thyroid issues towards the top end of your weight. What was that like? How did you transition out of that? How, what, what was that called? Was it, was it actually something you had to really deal with or it just kind of fix itself as you just forced yourself to, fix your healthy uh, habits it was something that i knew about and i wasn't prescribed a plan to get through it it was almost like put that on my tab of right. things that i was dealing with um one of the big concerns that my doctor had was uh, fatty liver um he he said i was pretty close i, I think i'm saying this right cirrhosis of the liver yeah. Yep. I was pretty close to that. He did a biopsy while he was doing the surgery. In fact, the surgery, it, it, like discovering hernias that you never knew were there and yeah. having them have the opportunity to fix that, um, doing the biopsy on the liver. There were a couple different benefits of, of the, the surgery that, that I take away from and I'm grateful for because right. I was able to find stuff out. But with the cirrhosis of the liver, the thyroid, these were just amongst all, I had numbness in my leg that was plaguing me for years and like I think 10 plus years that my simple solution is like well if I lose weight hopefully it'll take care of myself I didn't like I didn't mm -hmm. develop a plan to address uh, the thyroid issues that the doctor right. was mentioning but it was like my overall put it on my tab added to amongst the other things okay. if I just lose weight maybe it'll take care of it hopefully cool so so after you break through that that four months right uh, you kind of rediscover yourself. What is that like? What is, what is this new awakening that's happening in Dusty, you know, past these four months where you finally decide, you know, I got to get my act together mentally. It's more mental than it is physical. Yeah, the, uh, the gym was really instrumental. That's why this recent transition in California of closing the gyms was tough. I feel you why too. kind of I've really come into the find a way uh, mentality now is with the gym closed, that was a staple for me. I didn't go to the gym until probably four to five months in. I just started by walking. I started something small. I just mm -hmm. did something that was so minimal 
that it could lead to a habit and that I could do consistently. So when I got into the gym, when I was really facing that stuff, um, the gym was instrumental because uh, hat on, and a lot of people make comments about me we're constantly wearing hats. Well, if you see the hot mess that's up yeah. here right now. I have just cause, but um, yeah. I had my hat down, uh, headphones on, hoodie on, hoodie over, and just music on as loud as it could go and just putting in work. And I was addressing the stresses of life uh, in the four walls of the iron paradise. When, when awesome. something was tough, I, and this is how I reason it. If I can get through lifting that weight and being exhausted after lifting that weight, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. Mm -hmm. And I still had stressful moments, still had tough times, but I was able to get in there and put the, it, they talk about transfer of addiction. Uh, it's not like I just woke up into like, oh, I've discovered I have a problem. <laughs> well, tomorrow I'm going to be better. Uh, good morning. Tomorrow I'm better yeah. now. Like, it, I went through a transition of addiction from food addiction. I went to like a iron paradise gym addiction to shopping um, to, Ooh. I had to buy a four or $5 thing on this like cheap Amazon website. And I had to stuff, I had to continually buy stuff. I had to buy new shoes. I, I had to have something. I had to scratch the itch. And so it wasn't that overnight my addiction changed uh, to food and, and, and dealing right. with it. But it was almost like I transitioned to something I could manage a little bit more than food. Yep. Transitioning to something I can manage a little bit more. And so it, it eventually got better. Um, but I really think getting in the gym um, and, and providing a resource to let stuff out. Like I was isolating myself and in, in eating and, and just kind of absorbing food, absorbing just everything that I had stressed out about, worried about. Well, now I opened myself up and put, put work in the gym, went for a walk let out what I was feeling, let out what was going on in, in my head. And it's proved beneficial. I've actually noticed that the, the, I get more creative when I run and when I walk. So if I'm thinking about something, trying mm -hmm. to develop something, it happens over the course of me running, walking, or working out for a long period of time yes. and having headphones in, I have that time for meditation. And I think sometimes we think meditation is just for if you're spiritual, or if you're religious, you go to church. Mm -hmm. med no, meditation is a fundamental proven fact to bring you in a better state if you're struggling with depression, struggling with anxiety, um, that there are fundamental things that you can do just simply with meditation. And for me, a lot of my meditation happens now at the gym. And that's where four or five months into the journey, that's where I addressed a lot of it. That's, that's awesome. I, I love the, the whole meditation thing because first and foremost, meditation for anyone doesn't have to be Ah, yum, 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 yum. Everyone thinks that meditation is just like it. Meditation is pure and simple. The focused thought for an extended period of time, whatever that may be. So you can get it through cardio. You can get it through strength training. Like I, I call it, um, like it is meditation, baby. When you're sitting there doing a bicep curl and you're like, just, just shaking it. That is meditation through and through because you are focused on one single thing for as long as possible. Right. Um, and so, but meditation, actually, I got into that um, like my six, eight months into my uh, transformation because I, got, I took a Buddhism class in college and uh, got into meditation and it actually helped me with food cravings. It really did. Yeah. Like when I get a food craze, food craving, I start meditating and I would just do empty thought meditation and it would help with my food cravings. 
There are research studies, because um, I'm, I'm doing this now as I'm going to school, there are research studies that point to um, drug and alcohol addiction being directly uh, addressed and um, you, you're uh, able to overcome it in a better way through meditation. And so right. if uh, drug and alcohol is an addiction, well, let's talk about food addiction. If you're wanting to deal with food addiction, meditation has very, very good benefits. And again, right. you don't have to be religious. Uh, like I, if mm -hmm. I were to call it prayer, and somebody were to call it someone else, that that's on you. It's your journey. Um, but me, myself, if I'm sitting 10, 20 minutes and I'm, I'm focusing on releasing everything else around, there's a process to that. And it really, really helps. And gym mm -hmm. is a form of meditation for me. I love that. That's beautiful. So where, I, you know, I know we have you on here for way over an hour. I know that you, you have a workout that you're, you're trying to get to, but just a couple more questions let's for you. Let's do it. Come you on. Let's, let's flap out them questions, boys. <laughs> Break out them hallelujah, baby. Um, so how long did it take you to lose your first 100 pounds? And how long did it take you to lose the, uh, you know, classic Dusty lost 300? Uh, so got down to my kind of um, general weight where I'm at. Uh, two and a half years. Um, right. I went on lengthy stalls. And so stalls are close to my heart. Plateaus yeah. are close. Because as much as people hate them, they allow you, they're, they're almost your uh, badge of honor to uh -huh. make it on the maintenance of your journey. Because mm -hmm. if you can't be patient through stalls and plateaus, you're not going to make it when you get to your goal weight. You've mm -hmm. got to be patient through it. So uh, two and a half years, uh, the first hundred pounds, I would say months. Gosh, I yeah. Hate. I, I had an app that I was tracking it with, and I remember celebrating that day. But it took it took months. Uh, yeah. There. Yeah. No. No. I I feel uh, with that surgery, you know, it, it kind of for the same for me. It was like two and a half years to reach where I'm kind of at right now, and it was like maybe four to six months to reach that hundred pound milestone. So yeah, because your body settles differently, and, and yeah, to be honest, it it depends on what you're going for. If you're going to lose weight just to I want to see the number on the scale be this particular number. Uh, then you're going to look way different than someone that says, hey, you know what? I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to focus on muscle retention. Right. Muscle retention will slow your weight loss. You're right. going to put, like the doctor says, I want you at 180. What? Yeah. 180? <laughs> 180? Like, How I'm tall are you two, again? I'm 217 right now. I'm 6'3". Yeah. And right. I'm like, I'm He wants I'm you at 180, 6'3"? Like you remove the 7 to 10 pounds I've got. Um, I'm, yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to 180. Right. Um, but it, they, they focus oh, on the goodness. BMI. That's the, the BMI, BMI, which I can't such stand. A joke. Yeah. I, I, I have this conversation with my dad. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Dude, BMI my BMI, I think I th the last time I checked, I think it, they, my BMI is supposed to be like one six. I'm supposed to be one sixty. I think I'm six foot five. Um, it's, yeah, so, it's I mean, some great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 According to BMI, I'm still overweight guys. Like I, I can't stand it. Oh, it's so funny. Cause I got down to, when I did my bodybuilding show, I got down to, I was probably like, seven eight percent right um body fat Dang. and um i was at 212 but six foot 212 that would have put me at a bmi of like 20 mm. 23 maybe 25 and you were still fat and i was considered still overweight <laughs> yeah like think about that like how how bm like boys and girls bmi has its own place just because I'm just let, let me, i'm just loading up bmi while you're talking i'm loading yeah. up bmi here just so <laughs> yeah. i can throw it out yeah it's, it's bad. the biggest hunk of bullshit in the world yeah. Dude, but like, um get yeah. off the number on the scale get off the bmi like that there's so many more important things like no one talks about resting heart rate this no fat. body fat yeah 
and those are leading Ooh. indicators on if you're okay. What's your, hold on. What's your resting heart rate? Uh, 49. Let's go. Okay, I'm Let's 47. Go. I'm yeah, 47. I'm, I'm in that ballpark yeah, too. Yeah. 40, I think it's 55 and below is um, the – like you've got an active lifestyle. You're, you're pretty mm. active. Um, the, uh, the lowest I've gone I think is 45. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, um, I was like, am I going to die? Am I going to yeah, die? But then am I going to the die? Some people in the thirties, like triathlons, triathletes, 30 oh, yeah. something. I'm like, but then blood pressure, your boy, when he was 410 pounds before I took my, my blood pressure meds, my resting blood pressure was 190 over 110. Yeah, oh. dude, my blood pressure was out of control. <laughs> I can't even tell you numbers. My the blood pressure was didn't want to perform my, uh, my root canal because yep. they take your blood pressure. Like, yeah. are you okay? Are you feeling like, yeah, feeling fine. You guys fine. get working here. Like, Oh, no, your heart could stop. You're yeah, bad. yeah. I almost couldn't get a uh, endoscopy once because they said my blood pressure was way too high, and because my asthma, they wouldn't put me on the uh, anesthesia because they said you would die on the table. And I was like, "What? Yeah, just get in there? But you're just gonna do what you gotta do. I got get things to do there. after this. Taco Bell's be fine. Hello, Taco I think Bell. Like six weeks after my, uh, six or eight weeks after my surgery, I had my wisdom teeth pulled, all four of them. Oh, you were never eaten. Fantastic, smart yeah. idea to do that right after the surgery. Just yeah. Great it was really idea. good. That was great. All right, Dusty, we've been chewing your ear off for about an hour and a half, and I just I do want to thank you. Um, before our, we do wrap this up and let you go, I have two very important questions for you, okay? Are you ready? Are you strapped in? Are you ready Let's to go? go? Let's All right, go. cool. Let's do it. Dusty, you have the opportunity to go back in time and talk to your 11-year-old self who knows nothing of what is going to become of the great Dusty Lost 300. You have an opportunity to speak to him. What is something that you tell him? Uh, don't let anyone else around you control your narrative. Don't let Mm. anyone tell you who you're going to be, how you're supposed to feel, how you're supposed to be. Be you in the most authentic way possible and forget about what other people think about you in the room. That's huge. That was spicy. I like that. I was driven by what people thought. As soon as I walk into the room, are they looking at me because I'm fat? I would tell the 11-year-old me, hey, focus on you. I might have been good at something. I might have been able to focus on a career or something, but I was so wrapped up in what people thought of me that I missed a lot of opportunities. So if I could talk to that person, I would convey and convince them it's first me. Like, hey, me in 30 (laughs) years or me in 20 years. But uh, yeah, don't, don't let them... Uh, write your story, write your own story, go after what you want and don't be controlled by what other people think of you. I love that. Seriously. I do. I love that one a lot. Uh, Now the final question of the podcast is uh, it's a favorite of mine. Um, I need you to give uh, the, the viewers, the listeners at home, three solid pieces of advice from the man himself, Dusty lost 300. Three solid pieces of advice. Uh, Embrace the longevity of the journey. This journey is going to be for the rest of your life. You're not just going to take care of yourself for six months and then just give up. You've got to take care of yourself for the rest of your life. Uh, You've got one body. Uh, You look at your fingerprint. No one else has uh, has that fingerprint. That means you are unique. How you're designed, how you live this life, how you perceive it, how you look, who's around you is all unique to you. And so you should live this life to the best of your ability and take care of yourself and think of things long-term. So the diet that you're on, if the exercise program that you're on can't be sustainable in three years, you're not going to be successful. I say that confidently as someone that went on 30 plus extreme diets, it never worked. And it got me up to the borderline cause of my death, potential death. And so that's one, uh, two, um, take care of yourself. 
Um, be good to yourself. Be right. kind to yourself. Words carry power. Words carry a lot of meaning behind it. So if you're telling yourself, man, I'm ugly, man, I'm fat, man, I'm never going to make it, that that resides somewhere that's going to come up later. So if you have a misstep, it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. One day at a time. I, I say one day at a time so much right now, not because it's some magical statement, but it honestly, it puts something in mentally that says, okay, I can't control the bad workout this morning, really, that I just had this morning, but right. I can control what I do from that. Uh, and then number three, um, number three, pay it forward. Um, remember, know that your journey is yes for you, but think about how your journey can be for someone else. And uh, part of this life is, yes, living it to the best of our ability, but also laying down our life in a way that can help somebody else is vital and important. So if you have a story to tell, tell it. And if you have inspiration to share, share it. Because what I could say, what JR can say, what David could say might not reach somebody uh, that you could potentially reach. So pay it forward. Get to a position and work hard enough to pay it forward. So those are, those are my three. Those were solid, man. I and love, I, and I love one. that last one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that's an original right there. That's a dusty original folks. So if you hop on my podcast and you dare say pay it forward, you pay homage. You, you pay, pay homage. it forward. Uh, us three amongst uh, others. We, we got the we life raft. We screaming. <laughs> You're going to be all right. All right. We'll be all right. We coming. I know those keto pages are taking all the pages and the photos, but you're going to be all right. All right. Just settle down. Okay. You're not going to lose 400 pounds in eight weeks. Well, stop it, baby. clicking on the button on the keto page that this okay quick story i went to the keto page on the website because i just wanted to, to get giggles you, you can't be under four foot ten and you can't be over 400 pounds to qualify for the keto online diet that all these scam keto pages do because i oh, actually wow. tested it like i'm 450 sorry invalid what do you mean invalid <laughs> i'm 450 399 works 400 works 401 what so I can't be over 400 pounds and qualify for your keto crap? Okay. So, yes, um, we're screaming because we've all done it different ways. We're screaming in other <laughs> My hope. fucking man right here. I <laughs> love this Dusty original, so there is hope. You better settle down with that I give up crap. Better You better it. calm down. Mm. Oh, I'm actually – we're going to add one more thing because I'm just intrigued. I think, I may, I think you've said it three times. I just want to confirm. What is one of the most triggering things that frustrates you about the health industry? Go. The triggering uh, thing. Ooh, and I love, and I don't know if it was on this podcast to start, but the, uh, the fic ficticity, um, like, listen, like, I know, I know, no, no, that you've probably got great legs in those spandex pants, <clears throat> but you, are you wearing, is it leg day every day at the gym? I mean, <laughs> you wear a t-shirt. Um, do we need a sports bra every single day? Like that, that side of like, I need to go to like, man, you ain't there to work out. Yeah. Like, you put makeup on. No, I'm not yeah. hating on the makeup and, and the, uh, jazzercise pants. Finally, some I, hate mail we're going to get from this one. The, I uh, thought that we were going to get no hate off this podcast. The fi ficticity, the, uh, and I, I did a funny one the other day. If you're not wearing Fabletics at your gym workout, right? did you gym even work out? Gym shark. Gym shark. The Instagram versus reality. Like I put yeah. up a, uh, I was running in this real nice way. And then the next post was me setting up the camera and, and putting it up and then running. And it's like, well, if, if you're running, like, I, I think I saw one of your videos where you were running, David, and you were holding the camera while celebrating oh, yeah. a, a victory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I was running my seven minute uh, mile. 
Yeah, yeah the seven minute mile. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, you're by yourself holding the camera. That's great. But like, I'm looking at somebody in the middle of the woods. They're by themselves and they've got a perfect action shot of them yep. running in the woods. I'm like, yep. well, hold on. So you set up the camera, but then had to run backwards to run in the frame. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. You know why? Because that sets a false expectation for someone that Fact. truly genuinely needs something. So if you're like, I'm uh, naturally like this. And, yeah. Uh, it's just, no, no, no. You, you hurt me and my dream. Right. Drop, uh, drop the shoulder I, to make I, my I, doubt I, look a little bigger. At 450 pounds, my hand I over clicked here. on the keto link. I clicked yeah. on the keto links. I clicked on those. I wanted to lose 50 pounds in eight weeks. And those things were, those were part, what got you to 400 and 534 pounds, that was a part of it. The false expectation of the diet industry that you're going to mm -hmm. do something so quick and it's going to last. No, no, don't be fake. Be real. Again, you're the only you. So be the only you. If some of us, like, I know some people give uh, J.R. a hard time about his mouth. Uh, I think it was a question I saw yeah. recently. Like, if you want to be an inspirational page, um, you've got to say. You got to stop. Uh, stop cursing. Oh, really? That happened? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, oh, they'll get so on Poro about it and, and stuff like that. And it's like, listen, and your answer was like, listen, this is me. Yeah. Like, I'm, this is, this is me. And if, if this doesn't work for you, right. like at the end of the day, following and unfollowing is free 99. Yep. So if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But yep. the authenticity is just yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Please. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Tony Robbins. Uh, right. They all, they all curse. Yep. Come on. So, hey, listen, well, that's fantastic. But hey, stay humble, okay? Right. Stay. I got a couple for you Come right on. here. You want to see the fucking wings? Here's the wings, oh, baby. You want to thigh? You want to wing? I got, I got a little wing. All right, Dusty, where can, uh, where can everyone listening find you on social media, YouTube, uh, OnlyFans? Where can they find you? Go so, Dusty underscore lost underscore 300 pounds on Instagram and pretty much social media platforms. Um, and you do have a YouTube show, right? I've got a YouTube channel. Um, uh, Dusty, yeah, Dusty, I just recently did a TikTok. Um, I heard TikTok's pretty, uh, pretty. It's pretty cool. It's dying. Hold on. There, dude. Oh, it died. There, and oh, it's gone. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> No, I heard TikTok's going to die. But yeah, uh, social platforms, Dusty lost 300 pounds. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm pretty much on Instagram. A lot of the others are shares from Instagram. Um, but I'm still trying to find a way to communicate in the best way possible to convey hope. And Instagram right now is, is the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe something more soon. But um, yeah. as of right now, yeah, Instagram. That's awesome, man. I, uh, I really appreciate you etching out some time today and, uh, you know, stepping in the hot seat with us. It really does mean a lot. And you are officially our first blue check guest. So thank you for that. You know, let's you go. Just, let's you go. Know, that's let's it. Let's go. All these, everyone needs a check, uh, check mark that is authentic. That way these, right. these pages that take the photos and repost them, they can slowly die. That's right. So that way we can truly revolutionize. And we can live. We can rise like the Phoenix, baby. Rise. You get a blue check mark. You get a blue check mark. Everyone All right, guys. If as we really start changing the, 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 the culture, the diet culture, and, and say AL, ALG uh, is, is thriving, pumping in clients, pumping out clients, doing all this stuff. I wonder who the main head figure in these weight loss offices, the suits and ties, yeah. they're going to come down and go, listen, that ALG, that, that's a problem. Like yeah, we, mm -hmm. need to, we need to, uh, we, we got to do something. There's a I hope problem. They do. So I hope they do. I, I'm really hoping and, and I'm, um, yeah, I can't shut wait. me down. Zuckerberg, shut me down. Bring all it. right, folks. I want to thank you all for joining us again on your Friday. I hope that you guys have a fantastic weekend. As always, if you can like share and subscribe this, send it to a friend, send it to your grandmother, send it to your cousin, send it to your best friend, send it to the mailman. I don't give a shit. Just make them subscribe.
And if you're going to send it to a fat person, just be authentic, be respectful, and be like, hey, these are fat guys that vibe. Yeah, we're fat guys that vibe. Hashtag fat guys that vibe. Yeah. Right. So, and if you'd like to join the ALG community, which is growing stronger by the way, better join. Yeah, you better join. You better, join. You right better shoot eye. me a DM. You better do it because I'll give you that link. And as Dusty said before, it's free ninety nine. Right. Free ninety nine, and you just saw. Oh, I did a squat video yesterday. Oh, I put that ass to the grass. I showed you depth in that squat. So if you want to see ass grass and all that jazz, you follow us ALG. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. We are done. Toodles. <laughs>